On today's show, Mercedes reveals more details about the all-new G-Class. Automakers are offering heavy subsidies to sell electric vehicles, and we take a look at a classic car road trip across America. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and battery electrics grew faster than the overall U.S. market in 2017. While total sales fell 1.9%, the green car segment grew 12%. But even so, only 3.2% of shoppers decided to buy a green car. Hybrids easily dwarf sales of plug-ins and BEVs, but sales of BEVs and PHEVs are growing far faster and automakers are offering heavy subsidies to sell battery electrics. A report from IHS Market shows that incentive spending on the BMW i3 tops $17,000. For the Nissan Leaf, it's over $16,000 and over ten dollars for the Chevrolet Bolt EV. Those are staggeringly high incentives and don't include any kind of federal or state incentives for BEV buyers. The Mercedes G-Class is known as a good off-road vehicle, and the automaker is improving on that tradition with the new model. It features a ladder-type frame with independent suspension. To keep ground clearance at a maximum, the components of the double wishbone front axle are mounted directly to the frame without the use of a suspension subframe. And the rigid rear axle is connected to four control arms on each side and a panhard rod to make sure the G-Class tracks straight. The nine-speed transmission has been improved to reduce shift and response times and helps send power through three locking differentials. The now more capable SUV will make its debut at the Detroit Auto Show in a couple of weeks. Speaking of Mercedes, Aftermarket companies are already coming up with camping solutions for its new X-Class pickup truck. The first is a removable camper that mounts into the bed of the truck and features a gas stove, seats, two beds, and even has enough space to take a shower. The other solution is a fully equipped kitchen that pulls out from under a teak wood tonneau cover. Highlights include a cooler, cooktop, washing station, and a second pullout adds even more counter space. So whether it's off-roading, camping, or both, Mercedes is gonna have you covered. Are new car sales in trouble with the millions of vehicles coming off lease? We'll take a look at that right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. The car market in the U.S. is being flooded by millions of vehicles coming off lease. And you know what? It's only going to grow over the next several years. So will that threaten new car sales? On AutoLine this week, the chief economists from GM and Ford discuss if off-lease vehicles will have an impact on sales. I think it's really important when you think about the off-lease issue 
to think about the whole ecosystem around vehicle sales in the U.S. So if you have tunnel vision and you're just looking at a 17 million plus U.S. new vehicle market and you think there's three and a half million or more off-lease vehicles you know, coming into that space, uh, that could sound a little bit panic-inducing. But you have to keep in mind that we have a used vehicle market in the U.S. that's over 40 million vehicles sold annually. And so three and a half million vehicles coming into that space is a little bit less worrisome. The used vehicle market has also become much more efficient in recent years. So you're not just going down to the lot at the end of the street to find your vehicle. You have access to a whole inventory online. And so that's helped to support the demand for used vehicles. People see the value in those. They know the quality of vehicles is getting better and better. So they still have lots of usable life in them. And if you can match the tastes and you know, not be limited to a small selection of local used vehicles on the market, that helps to lubricate that whole system. And so that flow between the new and the used market can function uh, pretty efficiently. Yeah, Mustafa, how do you see it? Very similar to what Emily said. You know, relative to the size of the used car market, three and a half to five million is not a big number. And as long as those vehicles originally weren't sold instead, you know, at very subsidized rates of what we call subvented uh, leasing, then you've got an economic proposition. And with the improved efficiency of information and the durability of vehicles, you know, there are a lot of people that are willing to buy those that otherwise may not be in the car market. So I think I'm much less concerned about that. I, I still think we're in a 17 million world. As long as the underlying ec economy remains strong, I'm very comfortable with an outlook that's right around 17 million. And for more of The Economist's automotive outlook for 2018, you can watch that entire discussion right now on our website, autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. Driving classic cars for several thousand miles in the middle of winter sounds crazy, but that's just what some enthusiasts are doing. Have more about that right after this. At Bridgestone, our engineers want to help make sure you're not stuck on the side of the road. Our revolutionary drive guard tires are engineered to take a puncture and drive up to 50 miles. Ready to go. Watch our latest Archer demo at BridgestoneTire.com. This is the third year of The Drive Home, where some classic car lovers motor their way to the North American International Auto Show in Detroit. When it started in 2016, there were only three cars and a handful of enthusiasts making the trek. But today, the cars and the crew have doubled. Everything kicked off this year with an event in Boca Raton, Florida, before the six cars and drivers hit the road for a 10-city, 2,200-mile trip to spotlight why classic cars need to be driven. When we started, people thought we were crazy in year one. You're going to drive vintage cars across America and put them at risk? Are you kidding me? And we said, as you know, yeah, cars are meant to be driven, and we drove them in the snow. And they were made for that, and we're doing it. Cars that are in a museum, never driven, are dead. Now people get it. And, and they're rooting us on and they're joining us. And there's more enthusiasm about it than that first year when there were a lot of skeptics. I don't hear any skeptics anymore. In fact, some joined this year's event to take advantage of the towns that the drive visits as well as the people it touches throughout the 10-day tour. It's a great promotional opportunity. This, this event, this drive over 2,200 miles will reach some great 
car enthusiasts at many destinations in many states. Um, many who are unfamiliar with what we do and love to take a vacation and thought that they would like our, our event to be an experience for them. And if you'd like to experience the drive home in person, maybe talk to some of the drivers or check out the cars. We'll put a link to its website in today's show notes. That's where you can find the remaining schedule and stops before it all wraps up on January 12th, just outside of Detroit. But that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.